Welcome to another episode of the Comfort Monk Podcast. Today is the third time we've been able to have Nick Black on as a guest host, which is amazing. And we were able to have him speak with Ross Farrar of the band Ceremony. Um, I remember these guys coming to Columbia forever ago um, and just blowing my mind. And I think that was right around the time the L-Shaped Man came out. And I really, really love that record. Um, But yeah, Nick, how did it go? It was great um ceremony has always been one of my favorite bands they're a huge multi-genre spanning band it was really cool to talk with ross about their influence and how they decided to switch up with every album as well as i talked to him about his poetry work uh he just finished releasing a new book of poetry as well as his new endeavor into the band known as spice and they are on deus records which has a ton of amazing artists. Um, a lot of people will know Choir Boy, Tempers, and Drab Majesty, but they are on that label. So it was really cool to sit and talk with him about that project as well as what's coming up next in the future. But yeah, he's such a great guy. Oh yeah, man. Well, I'm excited to hear this one. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a mini-sode, which I think will be a nice change of pace. So yeah, everybody dig in and enjoy. Thanks for coming in today. Um, I really appreciate it. And like I said, huge, huge fan of both Ceremony and Spice. Um, I think my first introduction to you guys was when L-Shape Man released. Um, My first time hearing that, one of my best friends here in Charlotte uh, introduced me to you guys with that album. It was my birthday. And I was just like, this is the best gift I could get is being introduced (laughs) to this group. Um, at that time I was like, kind of like moving away from a lot of like hardcore and like moving more into like the sound of like post-punk and stuff like that. And having L-shaped man at that time, that was like just the perfect album for me to just like dive in. Um, and then I also like went into like the other your other discography too. Picked up Violence, Violence. That was the second album I listened to, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is so cool!" Like this band, they, they switch up every time, and it's neat. Like you guys started off like with hardcore and power violence, and those roots are just really cool, especially within like the Bay Area scene. Oh yeah, big time. I was wondering a lot more about like Ronner Park and like how that like scene like influenced like your music and everything. Um, the city of Ronner Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like- Let's see. I um, that's kind of where I got into the hardcore scene. Um, I was like a, I think a junior and. I don't know. I was a sophomore in high school when I met a group of kids who were involved in the hardcore scene. Um, it was RJ Phillips who was uh, a member of spice in the very beginning until, um, recently he passed away and, uh, he's no longer with us, unfortunately, but he was one of the first people I met in the hardcore scene, um, in Runner Park. And, um, he was a part of a band called lifelong tragedy and him and his mm-hmm. brother, his brother friended it, Scott Phillips. 
Um, and he's still a dear friend of me till this day. We keep in contact. He's living in Las Vegas now and he's not doing any bands, but, um, you know, he's been a part of all kinds of different hardcore punk adjacent related outfits in the barrier North Bay, particularly for a long time. He was in life on tragedy, like I said, and then he was in a band, uh, a band called purple mercy. And then he did a band called creative adult. And, um, nice. Yeah. I've definitely heard of creative adult before. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's been in a bunch of different things. Uh, and he, he still kind of plays around with music and he tries to, um, you know, be a part of the music scene, but right now he's living in Vegas and, uh, yeah, he, he's not really close to any of us right now. So we haven't done any music stuff with him, but I'm sure he'll start soon here. But yeah, you know, we started like uh, the North Bay in um, 2003. I started a, a straight edge band called Hammer Time. And uh, yeah, shortly after that, it was kind of like a, it wasn't a very serious band. It was kind of a jokey band. Um, short, shortly after that, I started Ceremony with Anthony Anzaldo and Jake Caserati and Justin Davis. And uh, yeah, we recorded a demo and people seemed to like it. So we just kind of jumped from there, you know. Nice. Yeah. And like anytime I go through and I'll listen to like your original stuff, um, especially like violence, violence, I will always be happy. Like how fast I can get through that album. If I've got something like quick to do, like I'm going into a grocery store and I have a time limit. I was <laughs> fast. Like got 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's like nice and quick and easy to get through. Or like if I'm like working on something before work, I'm like, okay, cool. This is something that I'll like, help me like hammer down and like get through the day. Yeah. It's an aggressive record for sure. And it's pretty short. I have records like that, that I, you know, if I'm going to like go for a run or if I'm going to do a workout, I'll listen to. Mm-hmm. For sure. And when I was younger, like I used to listen to things more like rights of spring, um, a lot of minor threat, a lot of black flag. So like when I first heard violence and violence, it gave me that like rush back to like that form of childhood again. And oh, like, okay. that's one of those reasons why I love that album so much. So also when it comes to the switching up of genres per album, how did that come to start? Uh, it just kind of happened naturally. We did, it wasn't any, anything that we uh, really planned on doing. Mm-hmm. We just knew we didn't want to keep making the same record over and over. So, um, you know, we kind of just, whatever we were into at the time, we would bring into the studio ideas of, uh, you know, like songs that we kind of wanted to make, or like we'd have snippets of uh, riffs or something that we wanted to play. And uh, yeah, you know, we just, we kind of grew with the music, I suppose. Um, But yeah, it was never really like a planned out thing where like, this is how we're going to change. It just kind of naturally progressed like that. That's cool. Yeah. And like, once you got into, like um Reinhardt Park, um you end up releasing Sick, which like a lot that's probably my favorite song as well as like a lot of other people's favorite. Yeah. Um just the lyrics in that alone is feel very of the time and just like what a lot of people were feeling, like just <laughs> sick of the GOP, sick of liberals, sick of me, um, <laughs> sick of Obama, sick of their Trump. Like that. And let's see, when Ron Art came out in 2010, so yeah, perfect of the time and like 
it that album is just ageless and then like from there like the shift forward was just like perfect like i'll, I'll always love that oh thank you very much now also um a podcast that i've seen that you've also like guested on um this one i really really enjoyed views from the vista oh yeah yeah for sure yeah um i love everyone on there and like i put on an episode not like yesterday just like i think it's the justice league episode but yeah, yeah. i love everything that um honor zed and steve have been doing like it's so cool that like they have you guys on there like just all like the la scene and like it's really neat yeah zed and i grew up together in the uh, north bay hardcore scene he was like he was in a band called Tiger Uppercut, right. um, which is like, uh, it was also, it was kind of the same nature of Hammer Time. It was just a fun band, uh, kind of jokey. All of Tiger Uppercut songs were about video games. <laughs> and um, yeah, I met Zed. He was, a, he was from Marin and I was living in Runner Park at the time. And uh, we kind of just uh, ran into each other a bunch of shows, the Phoenix Theater, et cetera. And we've been friends ever since then. He hasn't really done, I think he did one other band shortly after uh, Tiger Uppercut called Days to Streaks. Mm -hmm. But, um, or I think he was, was he in Days to Streaks? I think pretty sure he, he was part of that. And then uh, shortly after that, he kind of quit and got more into comedy. And now he's heavy into movies, not doing music as much, but mm -hmm. I'm going to see him tomorrow. We're going to go watch a movie. He does, he does another thing that's like a streaming uh, service where you watch the film and people can come in the chat room and talk about the film or, while they're watching it. Nice. Um, and we're going to watch Hackers, the 90s classic. Oh, sick. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Like, so I love everyone um, with them. Um, and then they just have like some really cool guests. Like they had um, Jeremy Atouche on, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nice yeah. yeah it's just cool to like see how like the love for like just music is overall like, within that area matter of fact i went to california for my first time during the pandemic and got to see like just different parts of that scene even though i didn't spend much time there it's like everyone has so much love for it and like in the southeast we have a good bit of it, but it's not like California. So it's like really cool like to sit and watch from afar. Yeah, there's a lot going on over here. It's endless entertainment. <laughs> and then also, um, so I was going to ask about more about like spice and stuff too, and how that came to be. Um, I love that you guys are on Deus Records. They're probably one of my favorites in there's just so much good stuff on there. Um, I love tempers. I yeah, love, uh, let's see who else is on the label. No drab majesty is on too. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. I was reading an article and I'm not sure if it, someone said that they all thought that you guys were like more rock heavy at yeah. first. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh when I approached Gibby about the record, uh I was a big Panic fan. He was in a band called Panic on Bridge Nine, uh back in like the mid early 2000s And um I knew he was doing Deus, but I didn't uh 
I didn't know him personally. I just knew him through that band that I loved when I was a kid. So I know he'd worked with some of my friends like, um, Nikki, who death, of, he does death of lovers. He also is in a band called nothing. And, oh yeah. Uh, I love nothing. Yeah. Death of the lovers. Yeah. So I figured I'd uh, reach out to Gibby about this record that I just made. And, um, he gave it a listen and he famously said that, you know, it's a little bit too rocking for us, but we love it and we're going to put it out. So that's so cool. And you were in grad school at the time when you sent it over to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just finishing my, my third year at uh, Syracuse university. And, um, yeah, so that was like a nice, like another project for me to delve into when I got home from all of that. And, uh, yeah, and it, it seems to be doing well. People are responding well to it and we're going to, we're putting out a seven inch, uh, seven inch single in the coming months. And then we're going to put out a, an LP shortly after that. I just finished the LP last weekend with them in the barrier. So we're excited about it. Nice. That's so cool. And I always wonder like the album art for it, the, um, it's just like the green and then just that striking bit of red. Yeah. Pops. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just a collage that uh, Cody put together. We knew that we, we kind of knew where we wanted to head with it. And he, uh, he was went into like some kind of, he went into a bunch of different journals from way back in the day, like science journals. And he found those images and put them together and it, and it worked out. <clears throat> that's really cool. Yeah. Like songs on there that like are really striking for me will always be like first feeling. Of course, that was yeah. the first single I remember hearing. And then also, um, uh, da, 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 what is it? Uh, mind blanking right now. That's fine. Um, the building was gone. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Like I'll always love like the ending lyrics for that. Yeah. Like, that was a good song. That was the first song I heard. They sent, they sent those songs to me when I was in grad school, like I said, and that was the first song they sent me as an instrumental and it really caught my ear. So um, I kind of went, that was the first song I wrote and that was a, the song that I kind of started the whole project on, based the whole project off. So. Nice. Now, are you all planning on like touring like once we get further out of the pandemic or? Yeah. Yeah. We're working on a tour come October. Um I can't announce it yet because it has to be official, but um, we have a, an East Coast trip planned for October. So we're going to be in like Baltimore, New York, Philly, Boston, Providence, Rhode Island, and um, I think New Haven. Nice. I'll go ahead and put that on my list of shows too. I, <clears throat> we had Tobias of Soft Kill on not too long ago. and. Uh, nice. Talk a little bit about their upcoming tour in the fall, the Lemonheads, and that's wow. definitely on my radar for things to go through. Especially, yeah. um, also nothing announced their tours for the year too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good things to look forward to in the upcoming year. For sure. Also, saw that you guys released some new merch too, which is really, really nice and exciting. Yeah, finally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like. Uh, when I talked to Tobias, they were saying that one of the things that definitely kept them going during the pandemic was the amount of merch they sold. You know, like just having like a good approach with it. Um, they yeah. said that they talked with Boy Harsher on like what they were doing, and then also how um, Bandcamp is operating currently. How they'll do Bandcamp Fridays at the beginning of the month. 
was really cool to like sit and watch how people have been able to operate with that is really nice for the bands and same for just amount of donations that have come through. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, a lot of bands are definitely struggling obviously because of COVID and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, Spotify and YouTube and things like that don't give artists any money whatsoever, basically, unless you're getting, you know, billions of plays and stuff. So it's great to have things like Bandcamp and other platforms that are donating money to artists. It's huge right now. Um, so yeah, I would say if anyone can do that and they have the means, please do because everyone's got to eat, you know, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now, have you seen like a change of like, how are, what's the venue situation out west currently? Um, things are starting to slowly open up. I think we're California is probably the last on the list to open fully because we were yeah. um, so. hit hit pretty hard, and you know there's a high concentration of people over here. So and we uh, we ended, Los Angeles opened a little bit too early, and then we got hit again, like some of the more busier cities did. But um, you know I think what's happening now is that they're just going to try to probably take it as slow as possible to opening everything up back to hundred percent. Yeah. And even the venue that I saw you all at, um, the moth light in Asheville, that ended up closing, but I think we're thinking about doing some form of music there at some point. I know it has a new owner now, but that was such a cool show. Like seeing you all with, um, glitter and ceremony. And then also, um, some good friends from Charlotte too. They opened for you all Patois counselors and. Oh yeah. They're great. Yeah. It was so nice to see like just everyone I wanted to see, but then like one big show is that's definitely like one to remember. For sure. That was a good and show. Just the switch up <laughs> between the albums, like going from violence, violence into L shaped man and then into the spirit world. Now it's always it's really good. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So when it came to into the spirit world, how did you all decide that you wanted to like take that route? Um, I don't know, Anthony, that's kind of more of a question for Anthony. He was, mm-hmm. he's been working and um, kind of evolving in electronic dark wave right. uh, music for a little bit. Now he's in cold cave now as well. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. He's uh he's in that world and you know, he thought that maybe putting a synthetic element into the, uh, the uh, normal instruments that we usually play would be interesting. So we tried it out and, um, you know, I think we came up with something pretty cool. It was kind of like more inspired by like early Devo kind of stuff, maybe, maybe mixed with some other things, but, um, yeah, it, uh, it was another thing that just kind of happened naturally. We were, we were playing in the studio, just the same instruments. And he put on this really heavy phaser on his guitar. And he kind of used that as a synth in the beginning, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he went into the studio and made all these crazy sounds with the synth. And, uh, and that's how it turned out. That's yeah. And like, it sounds amazing. And it's like definitely completely unique to, for like new wave and stuff. Yeah, that's, sure. that's really nice that he's working with Cold Cave. Yeah, um, they're releasing a lot of new stuff currently too. A lot of new singles I've seen coming out. Definitely, nice. And um, <clears throat> also, when it comes to like a lot of your older stuff, what were like things that you all took influence from? Uh, you mean for like the first record we did? 
Yeah. And then also for Ronald Park. We were listening to a lot of like uh, uh, power violence, a lot, of, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of like California, especially um, Infest, uh, Slight Slappers, uh, Man is the Bastard, Spaz, you know, Crossed Out, all that kind of stuff. We were all heavy into that. And, um, you know, we wanted to make something that was kind of like power violence adjacent, but we were mm-hmm. also lyrics were like talking about love and things that were kind of offset by like the, the normal, like, or I guess like, uh, the tropes that power violence kind of worked in. So yeah, it was a little bit different, you know, it was kind of like emo power violence or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know, but, um, yeah, we were, you know, we were all influenced by that, by those kind of bands in the beginning. And then of course, like any, you know, like all, all kinds of other different various stuff, Operation mm-hmm. Ivy, of course, and Rancid and things like that we grew up with. So, all right. And that's really cool because you're a poet, right? You, I, yeah. You released a, bu- a book. And yeah. I'm really excited to pick that up soon and check it out. Yeah. Check that out. That's a, on Deep Vellum. They're, they're a pretty amazing publishing company out of Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, they're one of the few American publishing companies that does mostly translation. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of world stuff and uh, things that are outside the purview of American literature, which is, I think is important. And um, yeah, they're, they're, they're really great. They're also, they're a, a nonprofit too. So they're good people. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Definitely meaning to check it out. I, was, I had Mark Burgess of the chameleons on last night and we talked a little bit about his book as well. Oh, wow. That's, <clears throat> When it comes to post-punk and like music that inspires me, the chameleons are definitely one of them. That's one of the things I was wondering about L shape, man, like the influence for that. Cause there's so much I feel within that album. Oh yeah. Big time. So like I have, I can feel like influence of, are you, are you familiar with the sound? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the sound, a lot of joy division, and then also you all were on Matador at the time, which is really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, we did a couple of records with Matador. It was one of those things that I said, I don't know. If, I mean, I was listening to a lot of like uh, a lot of those bands at the time, and so was Anthony. Um, the the record in particular was probably Movement by New Order, that first New New Order record. Yeah, very dark, and um, I was going through a breakup, so that was the thing that kind of propelled the uh project forward i was sad about breaking up i had my heart broken yeah. so the music kind of reflected that and um but yeah you know the chameleons was a big influence uh you know Susie and the banshees things like that was heavy on our mind for sure nice yeah and i was talking to tobias about pearl world festival really disappointed that it wasn't able to go through because of covid but it is what it is I was wondering like who else will be able to like hop on to like tours like that. We don't often get a lot of post-punk tours in the U S nowadays. It doesn't seem like, yeah. So hopefully something will come through. I'm sure it will. When things start to open up again, people are kind of, uh, you know, they're itching to get out and do things and people are itching to play as well. Musicians and such. So it's going to happen for sure. Yeah, all my friends here, they're just, like, planning for October, trying to figure out, like, what their next show is. And, like, 
getting all their writing together. It's really nice to watch, like seeing them continue to stay influenced throughout all of it. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's most of my questions. I'm not going to hold up too much longer. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is nice. I haven't haven't done an interview in a while, so this is cool. Right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Um, Once again, this is Rostrum Ceremony and Spice. Um, Feel free to check out Spice's newest album, um, self-titled, and then also Into the Spirit World by Ceremony is their latest, but also check out their full discography because it's amazing. Um, Like I said, anytime I'm looking for a quick rush, Violence, Violence is definitely my go-to album, and then I'll listen all the way through. Well, thank you so much, Ross. I appreciate it. All right, man. Take it easy. Bye-bye.